dirt road in a gooseneck saddle up with me dry land in god's country crops far as i can see headlights on both ends of my day this country Welcome, folks, to HPJ Talk, the podcast from High Plains Journal, bringing the ag news and commentary of the week to you. I'm Jennifer M. Latsky, and I'm joined by my colleague, Kayleen Scott. Hey, Kayleen. Hey, Jenny. Well, it's uh, less than a week till Christmas, and I don't know about you, but I am nowhere near ready for the holiday this year. I'm scrambling to find presents for gift exchanges all over the place. You know, everybody thinks gift exchanges are so much easier than just buying a gift, but they're not. Because <laughs> you still have to buy a gift. Well, yeah. you have, And find a gift. <laughs> granted, they're a little bit cheaper because you only have to buy a gift instead yeah. of, you know, a large number of them. So I get that. But you are judged by what you bring to a gift exchange. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you bring the wrong thing and somebody's going to lose their mind. Yeah. And come on, folks. Gift exchanges... They're just general things, okay? You're not going to get the Hope Diamond in a gift exchange, so lower your expectations, people. Yes. For a $20 gift limit, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get anything special. (laughs) Well, yesterday we had our High Plains Journal gift exchange, and we had a $10 gift limit. Um, And let me tell you, we had some of the most fun. Now, I say I I probably sounded a little scroogey there, (laughs) but I'm telling you, when you do a gift exchange right, it's a lot of laughter and a lot of fun, and people walk away happy, right? Yes. So, um, Kayleen had a hot gift yesterday. <laughs> What'd you bring to the gift exchange, Kayleen, and why didn't you tell me that's what you were bringing? A bucket of chocolate and some lottery tickets. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody know, did we know if the lottery tickets won? I don't know. I never did ask. Who, who Jennifer with... took them home, I think. Oh, we got to check with Jennifer through to see if she's coming back to work on Monday. It well, was only a $10,000 grand prize available on the, the $2 scratchers that I got. So, so basically, you know, um, maybe one bill. <laughs> maybe. But I told whoever whoever ended up with them, they had to, to share. <laughs> I want my $10 back. <laughs> well, somebody got creative and brought a hot toddy in a, in a waste pack, a, a hot toddy mix what, what were we calling that basically gift it was a basket gift basket there we go because it was a waste basket it was a waste basket although it wasn't a helpful waste basket because it had holes in it, it was, <laughs> you know what a helpful waste basket is <laughs> it looks over function <laughs> but it also had a bottle of jack daniels in it which i'm that thing went around and around and and uh somebody was gonna steal it again and i think they ended up trading at the end anyway yeah no horse trading in the aisles. <laughs> I'm pretty on board when our gift exchanges can now include booze now. Yeah, when did that happen? <laughs> you know, I'm on board with it. I'm okay because we're all grown-ups and uh, life is good, let me tell you. I'm I'll- just glad I got rid of the bath mat and the coffee because I don't drink coffee and I didn't have a place for a bath mat that had a Yorkie dog on it. 
Neither did the person who put it uh, in the gift I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but See, but your your gift was pretty funny from the editorial department. Okay, so I I brought a gift myself, and then I get there yesterday morning, and we started talking about what we should have all done for our gifts. <laughs> now you have to understand, in the High Plains Journal editorial department, we live and quote the Christmas vacation movie on... It's just Jenny and me. It's not the whole department. <laughs> it, it's, you know, Chevy Chase and, and the Griswolds are our life. Because <laughs> basically we are the Griswolds <laughs> of AgCom. So uh, we started talking about well, what we should have brought was um, a gift from Aunt Bethany and Uncle Lewis. <laughs> and so I went at lunchtime and I got green jello. Well, I tried finding green jello. But all I, all I could find were the red jello and the pre-packs and a small um, bag of cat food and a stuffed cat and wrapped it up in birthday present wrapping paper. She wrapped up the damn cat. <laughs> Rusty, go take it in the kitchen and let it out. But then we're going to have a cat running around here. <laughs> I still haven't watched that yet this season. And I'm to the point because our DVRs or DVDs broken. I'm to the point where I'm going to go buy a new one just so I can watch the dang movie. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> and I ended up with the indoor snowball fight. Oh, yes, that's right. And it turned into a fight at my house. The, the dogs are fighting the boys for the fake snowballs. So, <laughs> Do the dogs think the boys are, are fetching snowballs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even the dog that doesn't play fetch was chasing them. Yeah, so let's just say that uh, whether it's your family or your workplace, here's my advice. Go into those things with the spirit of, A, you're not getting the Hope Diamond, so lower your expectations, and B, enjoy yourself and have fun and have a sense of humor about it. Yeah. We had more laughs yesterday than I think we've had in a long time. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was good times. Also, our boss, he uh, had a request from somebody in accounting she wanted to bring in a masseuse to um, as a present for her fellow people in accounting. She she herself was going to bring in somebody to do chair massages. And she asked our boss, hey, is that okay? And he goes, well, do you think the rest of the company might like that? And she goes, well, yeah, but I, I can't do that. And he goes... How about I take care of the take care of that? And so we had a chair massage for two days here on his staff. And I think she needs to be a permanent member of the staff, Kayleen. <laughs> you know what? Go get a chair massage. Yeah, I didn't partake. You know, but. it's it's actually very, very good. That was the first time I've ever had a massage. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I will be I'm a believer. Go back and get them time and time again. And I tell you what, how many how many of us right now are carrying so much tension in our shoulders and our neck just sitting there? You know, we're all hunched up at the computer screens. We're all mm-hmm. hunkered over our phones. You know, go give yourself a massage. It will relax you so much. Although I might have been a little bit too relaxed yesterday, <laughs> Kayleen. Yeah, she was a little loopy after she got done. Well, and then I had to drive with the fellow to Hayes for his kids' Christmas program, his music, their music program. To be fair, I stayed awake for their portions. <laughs> But when the orchestra got on, something about, you know, violin music just rocks me to sleep. (laughs) And I took a 20-minute snooze in the middle of a kid's Christmas concert. It's not like you were in the front row, though. No, we were up in the, uh, up in, upstairs in the 
balcony area. And to be fair, it wasn't like there were a lot of people there. Um, but I'm maybe snoring on camera. <laughs> Did Garrett catch you on camera? <laughs> no, I think there was some lady there who's a, an alumni volunteer. I think she was taking pictures for the kids, you know. Nice. One of those parents that has a good camera and she's just going to take pictures and video. Mm-hmm. I think I might be snoring in the background of one of her videos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and if so, I apologize. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Hey, have you taken the dogs to Santa Paws? Not the dogs. <laughs> you didn't take the dogs to Santa Paws? No. Oh, just take the kids? Yeah. How'd the they, dog, the dogs aren't leash broke, so they don't really go to town very often. <laughs> you know, that's how you get them leash broke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we went to, they had something at Buckland where Santa was at the school, and they had rides and stuff afterwards, amusement park rides, and... Chance was all about talking to Santa and had no qualms about telling him what he wanted and this, this, and this. And Sean, on the other hand, wouldn't go near him. So I don't know what the heck was the deal with that. Is he just too old for Santa? I think Santa, the Santa was trying to, to pretend he had a big belly and it just kind of freaked Sean out, which oh. I don't know what he was worried about, but whatever. <laughs> well, Sean, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> You know, one year when I was real little, we had neighbors down the road, and um, he had horses, and so I just, I love, every every little girl loves horses, mm-hmm. but Uncle Dick had, um, he was, a, he had race horses. One year, I think I might have been, I don't know, I was real little, I wasn't in school yet, so about four or so, about when you're kind of remembering things, he, dad asked him to dress up as Santa Claus, and he had a sleigh. Uh, like a wasn't a sleigh so much as it was like a oh just a carriage I guess you Mm -hmm. know an open carriage and he hitched one of his horses to the carriage and he and his wife dressed up as Santa and Mrs. Claus with the jingle bells and everything (laughs) the whole nine yards and they came up to the house and I tell you and dad goes you thought it was the you would have thought it was like the Beatles coming (laughs) (laughs) because you were just Santa's coming here? Wait, why does Santa have a horse? <laughs> so they explained to me, well, you know, the team, it's its before Christmas, so he doesn't take the team out until it's Christmas. But on these special occasions, we take, I mean, there was a whole backstory. It was a thing. They thought it all out. Yeah. Now, my siblings were old enough that they almost ruined it for me. Of course they did. Yeah. But uh, mom took him aside and said, don't ruin this for Jen. So... <laughs> I still I still think back about neighbors that did really cool stuff like that. that because is pretty neat. that's the part of the magic of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, Christmas is about um, Jesus and it's his birth, but there's also another magic and wonder of the season and hope and peace and goodwill towards men. And it's a time where you do good things and you try to make things memorable and special for for the people in your life. Yeah. So. For sure. Speaking of which, um, oh, so back to Santa. I took Maggie to Santa Paws. <laughs> How was that? You know, I think Maggie and Sean might be like <laughs> sisters from other misters or brothers from other mothers. I, I mean, seriously, Maggie is not on board with strangers. <laughs> she is by far no guard dog. Um, I had her clipped and everything. She was all pretty fied on Friday. Get her up on Saturday morning. Put her in her little K-State stuff. Get gussied up myself, because I know this dog is not going to sit on his lap. 
<laughs> kind of like those crying kids with Santa pictures are big right now. I'm guessing dog pictures like yeah, that. Yeah, there was one on my time hop this morning about chance screaming. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I get, I, you know, I sit down next to her and I put her between Santa and myself. And she is just crawling up my shoulder like a cat. <laughs> So we have we have the picture, but she's on the opposite side of Santa. <laughs> and then afterwards, I wanted to do a little bit of shopping. And, well, there were a lot of other dogs in the mall. So, you know. Why not? If everybody else is doing it. <laughs> I took Maggie into Bath and Body Works. <laughs> she got so much love. I think her fur hurts. <laughs> she got a little more socialization. <laughs> she got so much petting. <laughs> yeah. So anything else? Have you started Christmas baking yet? We made cookie Christmas cookies for the 4-H meeting at oh, right, the beginning right. of the month, but I haven't. I baked a pie the other day because as it, my father-in-law died in 2012, and his birthday was the 15th of December, and I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. It would have been his 65th birthday, and he always wanted cherry pie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to bake a cherry pie, <laughs> and I baked a cherry pie. Aw. So. That was really good, but and. It was good cherry pie, right? Yeah, it was good cherry pie. As good as, you know, homemade crust and store-bought pie filling could be. <laughs> you know what, people? Store-bought pie filling is just fine. Yeah. Or homemade pie filling and store-bought crust is just fine. Yep. It's like I, it's like I tell people, look, it was made at home. <laughs> that classifies it as homemade. And I took the pie out of the oven like it. I don't know, nine o'clock or something. And it took all the restraint that I had to not have a piece of pie at 10 o'clock at night before I went to bed. You know what my grandma used to do? (laughs) She used to take some of the the remainder of the pie crust and she'd reserve a little bit of the filling and she'd make herself a little bitty pie and put it in the oven. And that way, when it came out, (laughs) she had a taste test. She had her taste test. That woman was a genius. Well, and I told myself, I'm like, oh, I can get some get some whipping cream and make some homemade whipped cream. And yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> the next morning, the boys are like, can we have some for breakfast? I was like, no. And then we tell her, well, essentially it's a Pop-Tart. It's just a latticework Pop-Tart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they had each had a piece after they got home from school. Aww. I had one at lunch to test it out. So, Well. Of course. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't be a good mother if you didn't taste test the food. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to make some cinnamon rolls, but I haven't got to it yet. So, I'm hoping to get some bacon done this weekend. My folks are coming down um, for the holiday this week, and um, we're all going to get together, the whole family, and they're going to meet the fellas folks and his side of the family, and it's it's just the next seven days of fun. Yay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be coming or going, but you know what? It's a good kind of busy. So yep. I'll take that busy over anything. But I want to get some baking done this weekend. So we have some treats and things to nibble on while we're, um, while we're doing the big meal on Christmas Day. So anyway, well, hey, folks, um, we hope that you guys are having a good time getting ready for Christmas, that you have uh, had some really great gift exchanges at work or for family, or if you've done your baking, um, why don't you let us know? Uh, Drop us a line at hpjtalk at hpj.com, or you can always call us at 1-800-452-7171. And do us a favor and head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and leave us a review. Yeah, that would be the best Christmas present, right, Kaylee? Yeah, it would. I would love, love that Christmas present. Well, in this week's episode, we're going to bring you the stories you might have missed in the December 16th print edition. And as always, Kayleen will wrap it up with the markets. 
There is so much to do to prepare for Christmas, and amid all of that hustling from one tradition to another, we know that um, it's really special that you take this time and uh, are listening with us, and we just want to thank you all for riding with us here on HPJ Talk. Our cover story this week was from field editor Lacey Newland, Scratching the Antique Machinery Itch. She spoke to Ed Larson of Milan, Kansas for our antique machinery issue. Larson has an extensive knowledge about the Baldwin family and Curtis Baldwin, one of three brothers who created the Baldwin Gleaner Combine Line in Ottawa, Kansas. Larson said he owns a Curtis Rotary Reaper, one of only two in existence, as well as two complete Curtis Model 30 pull-type combines, which some experts believe there are only five in existence. Read more about this collector in print and online anytime at hpj.com. Inside, our colleague David Murray writes about the FCC announcement that would establish the 5G fund, which would make $9 billion available to help rural America develop 5G wireless networks over the next decade. $1 billion of that fund is earmarked and set aside specifically for the development of precision ag applications. FCC Chairman Ajit Pai said, quote, America's farms and ranches have unique wireless connectivity needs, as I've seen across the country, end quote. You know, it's worth noting that many don't understand that it's not just download capabilities, Kayleen, but modern farm equipment uses technology that uploads data in real time from the field to the cloud server. But connectivity gaps mean that there are many locations where a farmer can't upload that data in real time, and that creates a drag in the whole farm's operations. So from monitoring how equipment is running in real time to seeing what applications are being made on a field, it's a time factor that many people don't understand if all they use the Wi-Fi for is Netflix and Disney+. Plus. <laughs> on our Opinion and Editorials page, editor Dave Bergmeier writes about broadband communications are the key to rural growth. Seymour clearly writes about an ethical conundrum regarding U.S. Senator Johnny Isaacson of Georgia's retirement in 2019. Isaacson chaired the Senate Ethics Committee for three terms, and no one in GOP wants a position. Ultimately, Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky will choose. But it's a hot potato that no one wants to touch because the Ethics Committee is in charge of investigating colleagues who may have run afoul in Senate rules. And Jenny, your Common Ground column this week had a message for everyone this Christmas. So I wrote this column this week encouraging readers to be present for Christmas, Kayleen. It's something I've been pondering for a while. So everybody has their noses in their phones and no one is actually present in real life, in real time for the family and friends who've gathered together in a room for the holiday. And I know this sounds ridiculous because obviously you're listening to this on your device. <laughs> so I tell people in the column, if you must use your devices, then use them for good. Take some family photos and record family memories, like use the voice recorder to capture your grandparents' voices, or use your video capabilities to capture that little one's first visit to Santa Claus, and then share them later. Yes. Nothing says you have to be on Facebook and Twitter in, and Instagram in the middle of your church service on Christmas Eve. <laughs> 
obviously, of course, we're hoping that you're listening to this before the family arrives and not as an escape from Aunt Edna and her toe fungus stories. (laughs) But remember, Aunt Edna, she's not going to always be with us forever. So get back in there. Get that family time while you can. You got this. It's a good thing to remember this time of the year and always. It's rude to be in a room with family and almost everyone has their nose in a phone. Put the phone down for 24 hours and be present. But do so after you listen to us, of course. (laughs) Elsewhere in HPJ this week, Dave Bergmeier brings us news that the FDA is in the process of gathering comments on additional veterinarian supervision of antimicrobial drugs. The comment period is open through December 24th. So if you're a livestock producer and you want to be sure to go to the federalregister.gov and look for that page to leave your comments. Dr. A.J. Tarpoff at K-State said the proposed changes may not be that big of a difference from the veterinary feed directive, but it may change how products are purchased and change certain products from over-the-counter to prescription, as well as change their labels regarding, regarding dosage and duration of therapy. And then we also have a report from the Hayes Post's Christina Janney about the Plainville Livestock Commission Company settlement agreement, which was finalized in federal court November 11th. The court ordered that the cattlemen who were waiting payments for 10 months must receive their full claim amounts, less any payments they'd already received through bond payments from Hartford Insurance. That 10-month wait, Kayleen, meant that many had to restructure loans and some of them lost several thousands of dollars in interest payments because of that. That just added financial stress that they didn't need in this time. Um, You might recall that the Almina State Bank held the custodial account for the Plainville Livestock Commission, and Tyler Gillum, the cattle market agent, allegedly tried to move money from the custodial account. For those of you unfamiliar, that's there by law to hold buyer's funds for the cattle to be paid to the sellers. Well, during the investigation, a little over $2 million was found to be owed to cattlemen and other parties. Gillum and his wife, Camden Gillum, were charged in May in federal court in a check-kiting scheme that included 31 counts of bank fraud, among others. And this week's issue also included the Texas Corn Seed Book, which results from the 2019 Texas Corn Variety Trials, brought to you by the Texas Corn Producers, Texas A&M, AgriLife Research, and High Plains Journal. If you have a response to something you have read or heard, or there's a local topic that you want to bring to the attention of our readers, please write to us at journal at hpj.com or hpjtalk at hpj.com. Or you can always call us at the office, 1-800-452-7171. We want to hear from you. Your grain market prices from Dodd City's Pride Ag Resources on December 10th, corn was down at $3.62, wheat was down at $3.81, milo was down at $3.12, and soybeans were up at $7.81. If you'd like to have crop or livestock targeted news emailed directly to you, sign up for our HPJ Direct email newsletters at our website, hpj.com signup. Simply select the topics that interest you, and you'll receive updates on them directly to your email. Be sure to watch for the next issue of High Plains Journal in your mailboxes December 23rd with a story on alpacas from Lacey Newland. And you can always look for additional content online anytime at www.hpj.com.
Remember, you can subscribe for free to this podcast at hpj.com podcasts. You can also find us on places like iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you download podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HPJ Talk for news and commentary throughout the week. We're also on Instagram. And you can always drop us a line at our email, hpjtalk at hpj.com. Thanks again for riding along with us, folks, as we bring ag news and commentary to you. And remember, as Dodge City's favorite lawman, Wyatt Earp, once said, fast is fine, but accuracy is everything. We'll see you on the trail. This has been a production of High Plains Journal, all rights reserved. Dirt road in a gooseneck, saddle up with me. Dry land in God's country, crops far as I can see. Headlights on both ends of my day. This country life is for me. Ride with us, HP.